When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Eleanor Rigby to Hamburg-era John Lennon, there are many statues here in Liverpool that are inspired by the Beatles and their songs, including quite a few that even most Scousers may not know. This week, we take a walk along Matthew Street in the Cavern Quarter with tour guide Charlotte Martin to discover the fascinating stories behind them. I'm Laura Davis. And I'm Ellen Kerwin. And this is Beatles City. So, Ellen, you started this tour. It was in, it was in quite a, a small area, really, but there's so many different statues there, and you started with one of Liverpool's most photographed. Yes, yeah, so it started with John Lennon, who... I did start with John Lennon, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Yep, so I started with John Lennon, and when we actually visited him, he had a new pair of shoes. So it seemed somebody had went and plopped their own shoes down for a picture with him. So he had, yeah, a brand-new pair of shoes, and even as we were there talking, there were um, tourists scurrying us out the way, asking us to move out the w- so that they could get a picture. So they were in the back photobombing lots of tourists' pictures. Yeah, basically, yeah, getting told to move on so that they could get their picture. But that was maybe like a Thursday or Friday morning, um, about 10 o'clock in the morning, and it was still really busy, yeah. Was there anything that you found out that you hadn't known before? What Charlotte was really keen on saying is, you know, when you're walking down the street, make sure you look up, because if you look up, there's, you know, murals or nice little statues that are there with incredible stories behind them. So I won't spoil it too much. You'll have to listen to all of the episode. But yeah, there are things that even I didn't know. So it's Ellen here from Beatles City, and I'm here with... Charlotte Martin, Green Badge Guides and Beatles Guides. And we're about to take a walk down Matthew Street so she can talk to me all about the statues here and all the nice little other facts you can tell me. Okay, so welcome to Matthew Street. It's our heritage. It's the home of the Beatles in many ways. And I'm just going to walk us down and just tell you a little bit of facts about the statues that were here. There's so much that you don't realise that's here as well. You have to look up as well as look forward. There's so many treasure troves that we've got in Matthew Street. Okay. So we've just seen a big horde of school kids walking along Matthew Street and we assume they're going into one of the museums but we're about to have a tour of ourselves this morning. So we're at the very top of Matthew Street and I think the first thing you see is the John Lennon statue. Yeah, this uh, John Lennon statue, it was actually, it was uh, created by a guy called David Webster. Now this is most probably the first thing you see when you come down Matthew Street as well. Now David Webster is a local um, sculptor here in Liverpool. He's not only is he famous for this uh, statue of John Lennon, and this John Lennon stance that we see him of him leaning against the wall was taken from a photograph that was taken in 1961 of John Lennon uh, by his friend uh, Jürgen Vollmer, who was a friend of the Beatles, of the early Beatles, back in Hamburg in Germany. And they took this photograph of John um, in Hamburg and it later appeared on the rock and roll album, John, one of John's solo albums. So this is actually um, a, a famous photo of John. So this is the first thing you see when you come down and it's most probably the most photographed, as you can see. 
sorry. Yeah, we're just <laughs> in the way of some people's photographs here, so we're going to so, move time. So basically, um, this is most probably the most photographed, and he's leaning against the wall. And of course, as you can also see on the wall, you've got all the bricks as well, and all the bricks um, have all got names on them. Now, all these bricks symbolise all the bands. There's, I think it's 1,801 bricks, and they all symbolise the people who have performed in the cavern since it's opened from 1957 up until the present day so you've got everyone you've got really famous people on here like Jimi Hendrix you've got Queen obviously you've got the Beatles on there but you've got all the you've got all the Mersey Beat bands of the day on there but then you've got the present day people you've got the people like Adele Oasis Oasis you've got everyone on there it's absolutely it's like it's 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 like a heritage of our music of all those people but David Webster the guy who created the statue he also created the statues on the front of the Hard Day's Night which is on the corner as well and um, those statues, um, as you can see, they've got their capes on at the moment. They've got their uh, they've got their Father Christmas capes on. They're getting ready for Christmas. But there's quite a story about this this John Lennon because this John Lennon, um, when he was unveiled um, in 1994, he was unveiled by uh, Jerry Marsden and Billy J. Kramer, two of the biggest stars of Mersey Beat at the time. But believe it or not, this John Lennon has had a couple of heads. Right, they've actually chopped his head off. He wasn't in this um, in this position once. He was actually in a in a different position, and they actually got managed to chop his head off. And it actually got to the stage where David has actually, <laughs> just in case, he's actually made other heads for John. So this present the, the original head that was on John Lennon, he had the Duckdale quiff. Okay, so it was early. It was early, John, back in those days. But now we've got this, John. So hopefully this one will be left alone. <laughs> but there are other heads that he's actually um, he's actually got ready, just in case, just in case. But yeah, this is our John, and he's most probably the most photographed statue at the top of the road. So, so how did he lose his head? Was it on transport? They reckon, no, no, no. Overnight, somebody tried. Oh, someone chopped it off. They think so. Oh. That, that's the story, anyway. So what they did was they moved it into a better light so it could be seen better as yeah. well. Um, but no, no, this was unveiled by Billy J. Kramer and Jerry Martin, two of John Lennon's closest friends back in the Mersey Beat days as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll carry on walking a little bit down. Matthew Street. So we've just about missed Dale Roberts, who oh. works with Kevin, and he's done another. He's on another tour at the minute, so we might have a bit of overlapping of tours. You can hear him. They are fantastic tours of the Cavern, but the Cavern is the heritage of the Be uh, of the Beatles as well. So you know, um, and they are great daily walks that you can do. Um, so I've, you will hear him in the background, but have a, just have a look as we're going past here on the left. I've got to mention about um, Liverpool being UNESCO World Site for Music as well. We've had the most number ones in any other, other city, you know. First number one, Lisa Rosa. How much is that dog in the window? Not many people know that, but that's all our number. That's all our number ones. Of course, the Beatles has helped. So I just I always point that out as well. Yeah. So just on the left here, we're outside Liverpool's Wall of Fame, and there's loads of gold discs on the wall and they're all the number ones but there's also a little plaque which lists them all as well yeah so people can have a look and see just who's had um had the number ones and as you can see look at the little middle section beatles 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 yeah. then you've got john lennon john lennon but to be fair the first beatle solo was george, george Harris. yeah i can see george there. yeah yeah my fave <laughs> yeah with my sweet lord yeah um so as we make our way down now on the right you've got the cavern 
and also this is all the red building so this is all part of the cavern walks area so this was all built and opened in 1984 and this is all the recreated cavern area space underneath but this is the basically the mecca this is where, where the cavern is underneath and as you can see the doors are open because this is where he's starting his basically starting his tours um but this is where you've got daily music from I would say I think it's about 11 o'clock in the morning up until midnight and um, this is where everyone comes this is where people have got to come um, if they're traveling from across the world they've got to come to the cavern I mean as a tour guide I see it every day <laughs> you know the, the, the one place they want to go is the cavern and of course the history of the cavern is it started off as a jazz club so you know it was just because of the vaulted ceilings and uh, as we make our way down, the actual the original door is just a little bit further down, where we've got another statue. But before I mention that, can we have a look up here? So we're about to look up, which you told me we would do quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And what are we looking at here? Right, well, just above Eric's door, you're going to see a... Um, it's quite an unusual statue. Um, and at the top you've got Beetle Street and it's a statue of the Madonna with three babies in her hand and underneath it's got four lads who shook the world. Now, this was unveiled in 1974, it was in March 1974 and there's a big connection here because local DJ um, and of course he also works for the Echo as well, Pete Price. Um, lots of connections here because back back in the days Pete actually worked at the cavern and you've got to remember that in 1974 obviously the Beatles had split up but they wanted to do something because they wanted to remind people of what the Beatles had done for the music industry and what the Beatles had done for Liverpool as well so what he did was they um, set up some charity events and some nights it was actually at the Shakespeare here in the city centre um, they did a um, fundraising night and they um, uh, got the money together for a local sculptor called um, uh, Arthur Dooley. And he, um, he's quite well known. He, he has a lot, a, a lot more of his works in and around Liverpool. Um, his, his main academy is on Seal Street. And he came up with this, and it is very, very different. He kind of, a lot of his, a lot of his um, designs were either in bronze or copper. It's completely different, and when it was unveiled, it was unveiled, obviously, in March 1974, and it was unveiled um, by Tom O'Connor, the comedian, and four members of the Spinners. So these, this was in the heyday of, obviously, the Spinners, and you've got Tom O'Connor, and also they were friends with Pete Price. And people, they either loved it or they didn't like it at all. And along with this statue there was a scroll and it was to say that this was for the people of Liverpool and this was for the city and you can find that scroll today um, that certificate and Pete gave it to be put on display um, in the Beatles story down in the Albert Dock and you can still see it to this day and it's in the cavern area of the Beatles story and not many people know just what Pete did um, he was quite you know resilient with this he really wanted to do something about what the Beatles had done for Liverpool and if you're walking down here on a really really busy day you wouldn't see this no. unless you're told to look up and it's me my, my job as a tour guide to make people look up and it's very 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 different it's and quite gothic isn't it it's very very gothic and 
it's I mean it's very very different I can imagine at the time some people hating this going what on earth is that <laughs> and then also the baby see the baby on the right hand side Lennon lives yeah. the little baby with the guitar that was also added in 1980 after the death of John Lennon so you've got that as well and there you go imagine there's no heaven it's easy if you try so you've got the words from the imagine song as well so there's so much there's so many gems around here i keep saying it look up look up look up and also matthew street on certain side i mean the side we're standing on now this is the side of the cabin walks now this was this was built in 1984 on the site of the original warehouses where the cabin was now this was um built by david backhouse and what he did was at the time it was for um, a shopping centre. Now, inside, you have got um, more statues of the Beatles. So, if we go in and have yeah, a look we'll there. we'll go and have a little nosy inside. And then just before, we, just before we go in, of course, here you've got the original door. But also, we've got another statue here. Now, this was unveiled a couple of years ago. And this is to commemorate the life of Scylla Black. Now, Scylla was also the... Um, she was the cloakroom attendant, basically, at the cabin. But she had a cracking voice. She was a brilliant singer. She was also very good friends with with the Beatles. Now, she's also uh, very popular here down Matthew Street as well. She's always having a photograph taken, but if you look closely at the statue and you look at the dress, the dress depicts her life. The, the dress is, is actually talking about her life. If you look at each of the squares, obviously she's got a 60s dress on, and, you know, it's got her a lot of her uh, uh, songs on here. Yeah, uh, on and there. they've got the lyrics as well. Um, and I just think it's lovely that she's been put by the original entrance to the cavern as well, because this is where Scylla... And the, the Beatles originally would have gone through that door there. We're being told to scoot along here. Yes. Someone wants the picture with Scylla. Again, because, the, because the, the, um, the statues are so popular down here. We get it all the time. It's usually me taking the photograph. <laughs> but I just wanted to take you into here as well. So once you're inside Cavern Walks, you walk down the slope and you see this statue of all four of the Beatles. Tell me a little bit about that. Well... That was unveiled um, when they opened the cabin, the cabin Walks complex. And there's a little bit of a story about it. I mean, it was created by a, a guy called John Doubleday. And as you can see for yourself, I mean, t today they're laden with... There's, there's cards there for, for when it was John's birthday back in October. They've got tinsel around them. It's kind of a hub for people to commemorate birthdays and things like that especially when it comes to the Beatles and I think it's because it's in a prominent position as well especially with it being on Matthew Street but there is a famous story <laughs> of when it was actually unveiled uh, Paul McCartney's brother Mike McCartney was here and he actually unveiled it and his exact words were which one's our kid which doesn't give a good light because <laughs> when you do look at them it is actually hard obviously you can tell by the instruments obviously you know which one's Ringo because he's on the actual drums <laughs> um but you know it is a little bit you know tongue-in-cheek um but also you've got that you've got the um the one I quite like which is um basically dangling above the um the statue of the Beatles above and that one's fairly um, new isn't it yeah, it came in 2010 for Beatles Day that we started to celebrate here in Liverpool. Um, and it was done by Mike Badger, I think from the X from the Lars. Um, 
and it's basically of recycled instruments and I actually quite like that one it's it's, it's really it, funky it's really nice it's really funky it's very different as well um, and again you've got to look up to have a look at it but I think it symbolizes music and heritage that Liverpool has here as well so I really really I like that one I really like it and of course there's big plans for Cavern Walks now it's had its, its ups and downs since 1994 um, and I think it's going through its its better stage again. You know, I mean, there's talks of it going to be a hotel and everything. So, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next for you know um, for the Cavan Walks area. And it's only it's only good for the city as well. So we've just walked down Mafia Street a little bit more, and we've ended up outside the Beatles shop, where there's a statue on the top of the sign there. Yeah, this was actually the first Beatles sculpture in um, Liverpool and if you have a look at it closely <laughs> they've lost their arms and everything but it's most probably it is the oldest that, that there is here in Liverpool Does that look like John's lost a nose as well? Or is, I, that, think is that <laughs> I think they have I, I, I think they have um, that's John there, then you've got George then you've got Paul I think that's I think that think, think that's so maybe it's Ringo, Ringo that's lost his nose and you can't tell without a nose. <laughs> no, you can't. But no, but this is most probably one of the oldest and this was unveiled in nineteen eighty four. And of course the Beatles shop was most probably one of the first um, shops that we had here in Liverpool when it came to memorabilia to do with the Beatles. And of course, Ringo's actually visited here if we keep moving on. And then of course all you've got to do is turn the corner to one of most probably one of the most famous um, sculptures that we've got here. Now, she's been moved a couple of times, this fine old lady. <laughs> she's got many, many friends in this city. She really does have many, many friends on good old Stanley Street. And of course, she's on a road that's quite synonymous as well, because Stanley Street is where you used to have um, Hesse's Music Store, and it was Hesse's Music Store where many of the Beatles used to get a lot of their, uh, uh, their instruments, where you'd be able to buy an instrument. Um, and get it on higher purchase. This is where Mimi took John to go and get his uh, go and get his instruments. So lot of, lots more history on uh, on Sandy Street. So if we just make our way along here, we've got our Eleanor, our Eleanor Rigby, and I love bringing people to Eleanor because they're not expecting it, and I think they think it's just a lovely thought that we have um, a sculpture of her. And then when they find out the background of her as well and who gave it to the city, they're, they're pleasantly surprised. So here she is. So you can actually take a little seat next to her on the they bench, can. can't you? They can. So she was given to us by the, um, the artist, Tommy Steele. Now, Tommy Steele um, obviously is friends with the Beatles as well, but he also has a love for Liverpool as well and he's performed in Liverpool many times and this was given to Liverpool in um, on unveiled in 1982 and there's another link with the Echo as well because it was the Echo who gave the money to this to be cast in bronze and they actually gave them a money I think it was around £4,000 and he just wanted to do something um, um, for the city so he recreated the character of the song Eleanor Rigby that Paul created so as you can see she's sitting here she's sitting on a bench the bag has got um, a sonnet for lovers. She's got an adventure book for action. She's got a page from the Bible in there. She's got a four-leaf clover. It's all these things given to the city just to give the city look and love. And 
I just think it's absolutely fabulous. And of course, she's never lonely because there's always someone sitting with her, isn't there? Yeah. And as I mentioned, she's she's been in many places in Liverpool, but she's always been within the Cavern Quarter. And um, I just love bringing people um, to see her. There's a lot of connections with Tommy Steele um, and the Beatles as well because Tommy had a similar upbringing to the Beatles because he was brought up in the London docks, just like the Beatles were here in Liverpool as well. So there's all those similar connections. I think that's why they get on so well as well. We've got many... Within, if you think about we've only walked like five or ten minutes down yeah. a couple, you one know, street. one street, and we have all these sculptures, and I just think we're very lucky as a city to have this heritage, and, and I don't think people realise what's on our doorstep no. as well, and that's why I love my job so much, because, um, you know, when all these people visit us, you know, from across the world on the cruise ships, you know, coming off, coming off the coaches, and I take them down... Um, yes, it's yeah. The Beatles are the big pull, but we have all our heritage and we have all our history, and it's so lovely telling the stories of of what we have. And Matthew Street is the big Macca for us as well, and uh, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Well, you mentioned before that it's, you know some days you can get forty to fifty people getting off the cruise ships, and yeah. you do that twice a day, and you bring them down Matthew Street. Yeah. What's that like? What do you when they're asking you questions with you being the Beatles expert that you are? What's the most common questions you think you'd get? Um. They often ask me questions about the atmosphere in the cabin, you know, what it was like when the Beatles were playing. So you try and answer as much as you can. Um, a lot of people are very emotional by the time they get to the cabin because they've waited all their life to go to the cabin because they've heard all the stories, especially coming over from America. They've seen all the research, they've read the books, they've done everything, but they finally, finally... And when I say the Mecca for a lot of people, some people go, what? This is very special to a lot of people coming to, and this is why, as a city, we need to keep this heritage. We need to keep it as it, you know, not mess it up. Um, keep. We should be proud of Matthew Street and what we have, because it's very special to us. It's very special to me. I love my job as a Beatles guide, and I know how important it is to Beatles fans and to visitors throughout the city. Get asked all sorts. You know, is Paul? Does Paul come down here? Um, do any of you know does Ringo come here you get it all the time I mean obviously they don't I mean but Paul's how many times has Paul done the cavern now yeah. how many times he's done the live lounge and the best thing is is when you take them into the back of that live lounge and they look at you when they see how small that room is and they look at you and I just think he loves playing he loves coming back to Liverpool he loves it you know you know and they get a buzz they get an absolute buzz out of it and you get you get a lot of pride in that yeah. as well well, as Beatles experts go, you actually, you're one of the only guides, or the only guides to have a master's degree in the Beatles, isn't that right? It is, yes, I am. One of my faithful friends um, also had a master's, but unfortunately we've lost him, so I was proud to share it with him, um, Phil, Phil Capel, um, but unfortunately we lost him a couple of years ago, um, but I am the only guide with a master's degree, so yeah, I am very proud of that fact. Does that come with its pressure? <laughs> Kind of, kind of. They ask you some whopper questions. It's just like <laughs> the thing is, all these big, big, big Beatles fans—they try and catch you out, and it is funny because the part of doing the master's degree is you just go into more research and you look into the background of how the Beatles got their influence in music. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. You know, I think people just try and want to catch you out all the time, and then they realise how genuine, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, I let you off, yeah, let you off, and. I think once they get into it, they just enjoy. They love the friendliness. They love the people of this city. They love the warmth of this city. They're bowled over 
by the history that we have, the buildings that we have, and our pride in our heritage as well. And you always know what my biggest buzz is, is when they, when they come, they do their visit and they go, we'll be back. And that's the biggest buzz that you can get. It's like, great, see you soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. If you have enjoyed this episode of Beetle City, please remember to review, rate and subscribe on your favourite podcast app where you can find all the episodes from our first two series. And all episodes on Series 1, including an exclusive interview with Paul McCartney, can now be found on the Liverpool Echoes YouTube channel. Join us next week when we'll be hearing the memories of two women who were at St Peter's Church Faith on the day John Lennon was introduced to Paul McCartney and who are still connected to the church today.